Should we t- yeah, should we talk about actually yeah. like be a branch for someone? Like sometimes people just need like a helping hand. Mm. And you, you, you don't need to go and shit on people. Like it doesn't do any good. Even if you don't like something they're doing, just, just stay out of it. Like stay in your own lane. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 65 of the Neuro Experience Podcast. I'm Louisa Nicola. I am your host. And today, a Kiwi stops by, Miss Kirsty Godso. Oh my God, my neuro athletes, welcome to episode 65. Man, it feels so freaking good to be back here at the Everlast headquarters. I've done a lot of traveling over the Christmas break, um, headed over to LA and I've missed this place. I've missed you guys and I've missed speaking. Um, today is an extra special episode. I've got an old friend here in the building, Miss Kirsty Godso. And for those of you who don't know her, you're going to be incredibly inspired by this episode. Kirsty is a New Yorker by way of New Zealand. She's been here officially for three years. She's a master trainer, a pyro enthusiast. She's the founder of Pyro Girls and Made Of. She absolutely loves burpees. She's a comedian. But I think the thing that separates Kirsty from the rest of the world is her heart. She's going to be on the podcast today speaking all things fitness, living the dream, hustling, life, nutrition, and what you need to do to stay motivated to live your best, most healthiest life. Kirsty, welcome to the Everlast Headquarters. Welcome to the Neuro Experience. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to have a familiar accent. I know. How does it feel? It feels pretty good because we've been trying to get this time locked in for a while. So I I feel like we we stuck it out. It was like a long-term relationship, you know? Look, I'm sure everybody's trying to lock you down. You're a crazy schedule. I look at you on... You're in LA, then you're in Fiji, then you're in Hawaii. I'm like, when is this girl going to be in New York? Come in San Diego, you know? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Look, I ask everybody at the start of this podcast, how do you start your morning? Oh, coffee. Love it. No, so I have this horrible habit of waking up before my alarm. So today, my alarm was going to go off at 5, and for some beautiful reason, my body was like, 4 a.m., let's get it. And I was just like so awake that I was like, I guess that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. But usually, I always wake up. A couple of minutes before my alarm, first thing I do is I, I fly out of bed. I don't, I ever, never, ever hit snooze, even on Sunday. And then I quickly make my bed so I'm not getting back in and I get in a cold shower. That's mm. that's the first, like, three things that I do. And do you have any, like, um, routines that you do? Do you do any meditation? Do you? <laughs> We've spoken about this before. We have. I, I'd probably really do well with some meditation. But um, I have this book that I'm reading it's weird because I'm not really reading it. I open up at a page each day and it's wherever you go, there you are. Mm. And so I use that kind of as my morning guide, I would say, and kind of receive the message from that. And it might be about inter- interconnectedness or because it is a meditation book, but it's kind of just more of a message. It might be like three pages long. I read that while I'm kind of making a smoothie in the morning and then I'm like out the door once I'm ready to to my clients. And I'm, I'm a morning person to say the least. Like I'm... Pr- I would say I'm pretty hyper all day. Mm. I don't really know where the off switch is until I get like sick. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess that was building up for a while. Time to listen but, to me. But yeah, so I think I I do take that little moment in the morning. But um, usually my more, if I was going to say that I had a meditation moment, it might be around like 10 a.m. where I get my workout in. Because mm. that's where I really get my time to just like kind of shut off a bit and connect with 
me and what I'm thinking, and I have my best ideas always in the gym. Yeah. Oh, always, like too many. And you're massive on burpees, and like, is that what you're doing in the gym when you're working out? It's funny because I do throw down many a burpee in my classes, but actually in my own training, I don't really do them that much because I save the sauce for the class. Yeah. Um, I do it sometimes if I'm doing like some imam stuff and really wanting to throw my heart rate in a different way, but I do love to spend a lot of time you know, using the curved treadmill, the ski erg, I love strength training, I love Pilates, I, mm. I do a lot more yoga these days. I've, I've found a way better balance between high and low intensity. Mm. So even when I'm teaching my classes, yes, we do a lot of these like really fast, cool plyo movements, but I'm not doing them that much in my own training as well. Like obviously like I mess around a bit and play and play around with stuff and see if it's going to work for a class, but it's not a huge chunk of my my own training you you know you talk a lot about doing hit get in there get out 45 minutes and yeah. I'm the complete opposite like I love endurance and yeah. it just does not like my body isn't the same as it was when I was 23 and I need to start doing more things like weights and, and doing yeah. hit training but I love I love my treadmill I love yeah. the bike what if you did like some you know maybe you could find like one workout a week or like two little circuits of strength stuff mm. that you could add into some of your endurance training so it's not saying you can't have your huge treadmill run but like maybe you're gonna like cut it down by 15 minutes and you're gonna like you know go through a mini strength circuit and add it in I mean I just feel like for myself personally and a lot of especially women that I train mm. they feel their most beautiful and their most like powerful and, and really best in their body when they are doing strength training yeah, no, I, I feel that too. I was actually discussing this with a friend. Do you just feel bored? Training. With strength training? Yeah. I just, I switch off because yeah. I'm a triathlete by heart. Yes. And I'm just, I love running and you can't, like, as soon as I hit those weights, I'll do two sets. I'm like, mm, but boring. she looks good over there. I wonder what she's doing. I'll just do what she's just doing. Yeah, just get so distracted. I need a little, I need a, I think I need to get a personal trainer or just come and see you. I think, you know, this is the funniest thing is like a lot of people don't think that trainers need trainers. Mm. We do. 100%. We absolutely need someone to hold us accountable. My Pilates trainer does not take any shit from me. Like she, She's just like, oh, I'm sorry. That's cute. This isn't a break. And I'm like, ooh, ah. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I actually took up Pilates in the first place to improve my pull-ups. Mm. My pull-ups are great. Like, not to be arrogant, but they really are. And But I just wanted to make them even better because I was working towards this goal of doing um, well, actually doing a chin up with half my body weight attached to me. And I just plateaued. I was so close. I was one kg away from it. I could do one chin up with 24 kgs on me, but I just couldn't get to 25. And I was like, you know what? I need to find strength from a place where I'm not using it. I was like, I'm going to start doing Pilates more. I'm going to start seeing a trainer privately. And I think that would be a really good thing for me to invest in myself. And, um, I just like kind of fell in love with it. And then since I've gone on to do some Pilates certifications and I'm obsessed, I do Pilates like three or four times a week. It's been a really great thing that I've added in and, and a good way for me to have a little bit more of that high and low intensity balance. Um, and I kind of, to be honest, actually then just fell off with my chin ups a little bit cause I just stopped doing them as much. But now I found kind of a really nice way to work with my body where I can be strong, but I can be fast and I can be lean but I can feel structured mm. and I've got good mobility and I, you know. I always feel like when I'm doing the right workouts, I build confidence. And, you know, that's why I really go because it's, you know, you would know being on all the time, you've got to have this inner confidence and I think yeah. it comes from doing the things that you hate. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you've got so much confidence in what you do and I think you have to because, look, you've, 
you've fled the country, you're from where <laughs> yeah. I'm from, like in the middle of nowhere, right down under where the sun is always shining. Um, Maybe more so in Australia, <laughs> but uh, here in New Zealand's having a heat wave at the moment. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to hear that. We no have menopausal temperatures changing every day over here, <laughs> keeping us on our toes, you know? But like what's been, you know, the reason why we resonate so much with each other is because we know what it's like to come to a new city. And, yeah, it's hard. you know, a few months ago you said to me, Louisa, your first year here is going to be hell. Let me tell you, it is. Oh, you will learn the <laughs> most about yourself. It's like you're dating yourself and you're yeah. seeing all the things about you that suck. Yeah. Like you learn Smacked all your bad habits. On like, a daily basis. Like I realized in my first year living here, I was like, oh, I'm a bit of a complainer. Yeah. I was like, shit, I am not proud of that. And I was like, oof. I was like, that's a hard one to swallow. And, and it was pretty confronting. But um, I'm so grateful I learned that because then I stopped. And then I became super aware of it in other people. And so, you know, I always try and help people. I'm like, yo, like, just to be clear, like, com- the complaint lanes and taking you nowhere. Like, you're going super slow. It's kind of like getting on the J train, you know. You're not getting anywhere fast. <laughs> but I think New York is hard, too, because it's – um. A lot of the things just don't make sense, mm-hmm. like especially when you're doing visas and stuff. And so you keep hitting these roadblocks, but you just don't really know how to get around them. So I think the first year you could almost think of it as a deployment mission yeah. and it's resilience training. And if you make it past that, mm-hmm. then you start to really see New York for its beauty and you start to kind of like this toxic energy where it like spurs you on and like it makes you be this. I talk about it like it sharpens you, right? No one wants to be the bread knife mm-hmm. in the drawer. It's just a bit blonde, like nothing's really happening. Like, I want to be a steak knife. Like, yeah. And New York makes you like that. Like, really you, you have to cut through the shit and you learn what gets to steal your piece and you learn what doesn't. Mm. So, But I do find I get a little then impatient sometimes with the people. I'm like, what are you moaning about? Yeah. I'm Why like, are you complaining? I'm like, cool, get over it. Let's go. Yeah. And, it, you know, coming from Australia and New Zealand, you know what it means to come here and you yeah. left a life. And that's what I always say. It's like I've left a life and I'm I'm not settling for anything when I'm here, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people take, you know, living here for, for granted because they're like, okay, well. Just it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say by any means it's easier to save living here, you know. You yeah. have to really hustle and you give up a lot of space, mm. give up a lot of sunshine, mm-hmm. animals, boyfriends, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to just make a commitment as to why you're here. It's funny because I was always meant to end up in L.A. And I kind of accidentally ended up in New York with work. And then now I've been here three years. So I guess I'm, you know, getting on okay with it. Yeah. But I still like, you know, L.A. pulls strings on my heart. And um, I think because it feels more similar to Sydney or, you know. Isn't that where Nike headquarters is? In Portland. So it's, yeah. And, um but it's crazy, like, being in New York and being in the East Coast Nike team is really cool because it's – it really – I feel like New York is the epicenter of fitness, mm. and we do so much here with the Nike team. And I'm so lucky. I work with so many of my best friends, like, mm. on a daily basis, like, through Nike, and, like, that's pretty special. Mm. So we just spoke about giving up, you know, a life for New York. And, you know, I question myself every day. I question, you know, I look back, on, you know, you look at Instagram. You look at You're like, Facebook. remember that washer dryer and unit oh, that I had? Remember that I'm extra like, bedroom, the car yeah, park, the yeah. actual car? Some days are my only free day. And someone said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to wash and go to the supermarket. And that's going to be 5 p.m. by the time I do that. Maybe yeah. I'll get a workout in. Um, but, you know, I constantly think, why did I leave my family? Why did I leave everything to come here and I have to reassure myself every day you know you're on the path to doing this and 
you know, building the podcast, building Neuro Athletics. So what, you know, what was the main driver for you? Was it Nike? Was it fitness? Yeah, I mean, it really was, I was at a point with Nike where I was, I had had, I'd quit my other jobs in New Zealand because I was traveling so much for Nike and I was just on a plane all the time flying from New Zealand. And if I wasn't in New Zealand, like, and traveling like globally for Nike more in the States or going through Asia or Europe, or we spent a lot of time traveling for the Nike training club tour, um, across 2015 and 16. And then, you know, various shoots, like I got to do shoots in Paris, New Orleans, like LA and New York and really amazing places. It was such an experience. But, um, then if I was going back down to New Zealand, because I looked after the Pacific region, I was spending so much time in Australia. It almost felt like I kind of lived there, but I actually had, a boyfriend and a cat and family and things in New Zealand and I but I was just never there mm. so it was interesting you were kind of like missing so many moments of life when friends were getting married and different stuff because you were always working mm. and I guess one thing that is a trait of mine but possibly also a downfall is I'm I'm very disciplined mm. so I can just get super focused and I just got so focused on work and I, I just had tunnel vision and it was all I could see and I just knew I was like, okay, it doesn't make sense for me to live here anymore. Mm. And I actually also had the push of um, I'd gone in and out of the states a few too many times, so I had to get oh, that I visa. Know how that feels. <laughs> nothing like nothing like email. Well, there's nothing like five <laughs> hours waiting in the uh, LA airport in the oh, holding you've been room. Oh, that too. It was cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I made the move, and you know, like I said, it was really hard that first year, but I don't regret it by any means. And I think so many amazing things in my, not only my career, but in my personal development have happened from, um, moving here and, and making those sacrifices. And there's things I miss every day, like, especially my cat. Like if you unfortunately follow me on Instagram, which I apologize if you do, cause I'm super weird. Um, I FaceTime Nico like three times a week and I call him my son. Is so I think that's cat because that's a Greek name. I, well, like Nico also means cat, uh, in Japanese. Okay. So but he could be Greek. Um, I mean, he's gorgeous. Like, talk oh. about a cat model. Super meowdle, as I like to say. Um, but, you know, it's it's just little things like that. Like, I think part of our jobs, you know, you know this too, you drain yourself all day. Mm. Like, because you give, 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 give. And sometimes when you come home at the end of the day, having an animal is just a nice moment to have. Like, just, you don't have to talk. <laughs> you, you can just have a hug. They love you, even if they're a bit pissed that you were gone all day or whatever. Yeah. But... Um, it's just like little things like that. And just like having, I mean, FaceTime's awesome. And I, I actually speak to my family more living here than I probably did when I lived in the same city as them, which is pretty crazy. And like, I love, I love like keeping, that's what Instagram is great for is seeing what your friends are doing and being, being able to support and still feel connected. But it's still a bit hard, like Mm. being far away, but I'm also super lucky. I have this amazing friend group here who are like a family Mm. and yeah, just get it done. What I love about Instagram is that, um, you know, people get to see who you are on a daily basis, but what they don't get to see is what we're going to find out right now. You know, who is, who is I'm Mercy? actually 65. Um, <laughs> what, are the, what do you think, you know, because it, it does get tough. You've got, you've got a great following. You've got, um, you know, you do live your, you know, your authentic self. It's not like you're drinking on the weekends and, and partying it up and just pretending that you're not. You know, I, I do, yeah. you know, I know you personally. I know that you, you really <laughs> do live um, the life that you that you put out there. But I know that there's always, there's always things behind a camera that people don't see. Yeah. There's, you know, we're not going to put up, uh, you know, today, I, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend and, and I had the worst day and things like this. You know, yeah. we're going to put that stuff up. So yeah. 
What do you think is, you know, who do you think Kirsty is behind the lens? It's funny because I actually, like, whilst I seem super extroverted, I I do have an introvert side. Like, I yeah. need my time to shut down, and I think that's the hardest fight is finding the time and the balance to give to everyone as much as I want to give, but also give back to myself that I so that I can keep giving. And I experienced more injury than I would have liked last year. It was quite confronting. It was funny. I turned 30, and then I'm, you know, like, I actually – had been ignoring a lot of signs from my body that like I really needed to slow down and I burnt out and Mm. I burnt out bad and I'd never been in so much pain in my life, like nerve pain and you know, it it wipes you out. Like I was so tired and I was to a point I was embarrassed because it, I feel like it's not okay for me to be tired. It's not okay for me to not get up and teach a class, but people don't understand sometimes you know, like if your name's not on the timetable, it might be for a reason. Like it's not just because you're away traveling or might actually because you're like riddled with pain and bed because, you know, but you, you, it's not, I don't like to complain. As we said, I gave that up. Um, it's the truth. It's the truth. And even, you know, the biggest thing for me is like, I'm super healthy and that's a choice. And I love that. Like Mm. I'm, I don't even struggle with discipline with food. Like that's how I want to eat. And I recently, you know, like I just went on a job, which was super challenging to my nutrition. And like, I shut down, mm-hmm. like when I don't have food and if I don't have good food, I don't go like when people talk about being hangry, I'm like, that's not it. I just, I don't function. Like I feel my brain not be happy. My body's not happy. And the moment you give me some proper food, like I start thriving again, but there's a few things that I just need. And that's my own workout time. I need some good food, always avocado. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I need some time with my friends. Like one of my favorite things that I do is, is I really love being the hype girl for my friends and anyone like in my life. Like I just believe so much in people. And I think that that's what makes all of the sacrifice worth it for me is that if I can just keep seeing people make progress and like get through moments and, and just keep trying, Mm. that's all that matters to me. Like it's not about metrics that you can always measure. It's just like, you know, like I, the, my my best friend from home, she lives here too, and she's like my little sister, and it's really cool. Like, you grow up so much together, even though I'm four years older than her, and like, you know, it's like the smallest moments. Like, oh, she does the most amazing things. She's like, you know, she's a supermodel, and like, yeah. she's incredible, and she, um, but it's like the smallest behind the scenes moments that where I'm the most proud. You yeah. know, like when she chooses just like to keep her spirits up when you know, like everything's going wrong with with trying to get from one job to the next and connections and she gets off red eyes and still crushes shoots. And like, she, you know, she's just amazing. And it's stuff like that. Whereas, um, you know, people probably want to highlight, Oh, she walked in the Victoria's secret show. Like that's the big yeah. thing. And I'm like, Oh, really? You know, that's cool. But yeah. like, I care more that she can keep her, you know, spirits up and all these other things. And it's the same for me, you know, like people are never going to see 98% of the work and they also don't need to. No. I think it's, I think also people need to remember to have manners on social media. I think like there's a, quite a few keyboard warriors out there. And I, Ooh, and I, hold it. Yeah. I love this topic. <laughs> Let's get into it. What do you mean? Well, keyboard I mean, warriors. I mean, whatever, like come at me. I don't really care. Like my brother always said, please don't come at me because I can't be. Bothered. I will come at you. Yeah. But, um, my brother always says, he goes, um, he said about people's opinions, he goes, yeah, but you don't have to wear that shirt, which I always kind of like, like he was saying, like, just because someone has an opinion of you or say something snarky doesn't mean you have to wear it and take it on. Yeah. And, um, I think that's always important to remember. Mm -hmm. And like, I know a lot of my friends, like 
who who are doing really well in their own rights in different industries and like you know you see people write stuff and I'm just like oh that that's just rude because you don't know this person at all but I'm also like it's I would just like to say as a word of advice for people if you're thinking of doing it I'm like it always says so much more about you mm. than it does of anyone else. Who are we talking about? The, the comments? Yeah, just people okay, that yeah, comment yeah. in general on it's, anyone's account, like yeah. when they're being negative and stuff. It's like you just don't have to. But what What's I the find, point? what I find so, and I bring this up all the time, is who has time? Who has the time? Who has the time Go to take that energy that? into the gym? It's you know, <laughs> it's harder to one hundred percent. It's actually harder to be negative than positive. It's harder to hate somebody then, you know, be kind to them. And I think it always comes from who you are. I think any type yeah. of negativity is a reflection, like you said, on who you are, but also what they're going through. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just not worth it just projecting on other people. Anyway, I don't like to dwell on that as a subject. It's just more of like, I don't think, and then I think it's funny when people on social media start having a rant being like, this person did this and this did this. I'm like, who cares? Get over it. Like, this is wasted conversation. Like, should we talk about climate change? Should we talk about trying to save the world? Because... That's pretty should we talk important. About depression. Or should we t- yeah, should we talk about actually yeah. like be a branch for someone? Like sometimes people just need like a helping hand, mm. and you, you you don't need to go and shit on people. Like it doesn't do any good, even if you don't like something they're doing. Just just stay out of it. Like stay in your own lane. Mm. What are you doing? So how do you find the courage and the self motivation to keep getting up when we are living in a world today where you know comments like that, you know are so abundant. I mean, someone can, you know, 20 years ago, if someone wanted to say something bad, they'd have to write a a letter. (laughs) I've been through that in in school. Someone would have to write a letter or maybe write something on a desk about you. But now it's like, you know. Don't don't, take it to the desk. I'm pissed off at Kirsty, so I'm going to comment on her. Kirsty, she's a real dick. She stole my avocado. (laughs) Probably, sorry. (laughs) Um, I mean, definitely, like, you can get heated in the moment, but a big rule I made for myself a couple of years ago was I never want to react. I'm never going to let someone steal my peace like that. It doesn't matter what it is. I always just like, I'm like, I'll reply when I can respond. I'm not going to let someone get a reaction out of me. It doesn't matter. Even if it, like I try and even do that with my family because it's super easy to snap at your family and they definitely don't deserve it. Mm. Um, but it's just, if it, I always say if it costs your peace, it's too expensive and I'm not going to especially let a stranger steal my peace, mm. like, I don't care, like, whatever, like, I just, I don't want to, I, I believe a lot, and I read a lot about vibrational frequencies, and I just, am like, don't even let it come into kind of my aura, I'm like, well, whatever, dude, like, <laughs> not listening true. to that playlist, like, I'm just yeah. on my own way of, like, doing something else, and, like, I love people, yeah. like, I really do, but humans can also suck, yeah, but there's no point focusing on that, you know, like, it doesn't, look, we're all, um, I have this belief that we're all born good, it's our environments that really mess us up and, and it's our environments that um, give us that, you know. Yeah, well, they do say, you know, we're a product of our environments. So it's it's like anything, you know, you, you grow up a lot. And I think that's what I'm most grateful for with New York because I've grown up the most. Mm. Like you have to. You have to. Or you will leave. <laughs> yeah, you either have to or you get really – yours is or leave mine is if you don't, you'll get kicked out of the country. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you just got to – you'll get that 10-day warning. Yeah, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, pack everything pack up. up and leave. Um, so, you know, some of the things that um, I always love to talk about is who inspires you because I know for me, um, you know, we don't have to even go into celebrities and things like that. I mean, the people that inspire me the most in my life to get up and do things every single day are my parents. And I think I love to find out what inspires you or who inspires you to do what you do. Um. 
Well, definitely, like, my parents are cool. Like, I love my parents. They're funny. Like, my parents divorced when I was six. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're such great friends. And the way that my dad continuously shows up for my mom, and, like, it, it, he, I, he probably treats her, like, his third child almost in a way. But, yeah. like, the way that they have this great friendship and, like, they can still play golf together and, like, you know, just be so supportive of each other. And it's really nice and I'm, I'm grateful for that. But it also – it taught me a lot about how to behave as a human. Like, you know, you don't need to hold on to bitterness. You don't have to have all these things. And so I love my parents. Like, my dad is um, so encouraging of me with – I actually have a double business degree. And so um, – and then I got into training because it was really just what I loved. And I, so that's why I always say I'm in the business of bodies. Like I don't call myself a personal trainer. I don't, you know, you obviously identify with being a Nike master trainer, but, um, I really talk about being in the business of bodies because I want it to be a full service thing. It's not just about like, Oh cool. I want to help you like look better. And something. Yeah, yeah. Like that's too transactional. Like mm-hmm. the, I let's like really work on stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of my clients, like we go through as much like internal dialogue and internal conditioning as we do physical conditioning. And, um, you know, it's just so important to, to have a well-rounded perspective of it because I believe what we do in the gym just transfers over directly to what we do in life. And there's this accumulative effect. And that's why I'm so passionate about people caring more about the way that they move and making exercise a thing because I, it genuinely just makes you happier and want to try more in other areas and just feel uplifted about things. And you can carry that behavior over to other people. Mm. Um, so maybe Donald Trump should start looking out more yeah. or something. Maybe who knows? <laughs> anyway, I don't get into politics here cause, and I just prefer to stay as a New Zealander, but um, <laughs> for that stuff. But um, in terms of other people that inspire me, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty lucky with the Nike master trainer squad mm. that I'm in, you know, Joe Holder, my work husband, shout out Ocho system, plant-based gang, 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 gang. Um, he is amazing. I was just working with him. Wait a second, plant-based? Are you plant-based? No, 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 he oh, is. He is. I know, guys. He the room is fantastic I know. He is really giving well, the plant-based kingdom giving it, yeah. a good brand. Everyone's like, if I go plant-based, will I look like Joe? I'm like, yeah. I believe that Joe is an anomaly. Yeah. Anyway, there's Joe, um, and he's awesome, and we work together all the time. And it's funny because we're, we're on, like, different – he's chill. Like, he's mm-hmm. the he's the calm that I need mm-hmm. because I'm so pyro all the time. Um, but he's so educated, and I learn so much from him, and he's such a good friend to me, and I'm really grateful that we get to do a lot of life and a lot of work together. Then I have, like, Chrissy Jones, who owns Skyting Yoga, who really was – the reason I actually started incorporating yoga into my life because I'd never connected with it before. And I remember the first class of hers that I took, she said something like, and if you feel weird doing this, get over yourself. Like you could be normal at home, but you have to be weird here. And I was like, I'm weird. <laughs> and I was like, are we? So she's my work wife. So I have work husband, work wife. Yeah. Um, and then I have some other, like obviously I have Georgia Fowler, who is um, very well-known Kiwi. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. I mean, just disgusting to look at, isn't she? (laughs) An eyesore. Um, But beyond, obviously, aesthetically how she looks, I mean, she if you haven't seen her face before, I apologize in advance because you like, I mean, well. Um, But the... Her personality is so bright and she's so sweet and she's so supportive and we've grown up together our whole life. Her sister was my best friend when we were at school and so she was always our third wheel and, you know, as we've transitioned and grown older and older, we just, we are really like, I call her my right leg, which is my better leg. So um, it's cool to both live here in New York and go through, you know, obviously as a top model, she goes through, we have a lot of actually similar 
you know, different pulls of life and stresses. So it's really nice to always have someone there um, that just gets it and knows you and knows you from home. And we can hang out at her house and it just kind of could feel like we're in New Zealand, you know? So I have Georgia and, you know, we have like our squad, like dear friend Dougie, who's also a trainer. Dougie, Dougie, handsome handsome Dougie. Dougie. Everyone loves Dougie. Because look at him. I mean, also very good looking. (laughs) Um, Also very rich, not plant-based gang. So uses my protein, just FYI guys. That's probably why he's so ripped. It's the made of. Oh, we're going to get, yeah, Yeah. we're going to get into But um, I have, so I have that squad, right? I have this amazing crew of people I work with, this amazing crew of people that I hang out with, um, and they're all mentors to me in a different way. But um, I think I also take away so much from the people that I engage with in my classes. And and that means so much to me because it's an exchange. Mm. And I always say that when you come to my class, I'm like, yo, don't be quiet. Like, don't mm. come into my class and be shy. I'm like, that's not what's happening. Your class at Project? Yeah, like Project or like when I teach at SkyTing or like wherever I teach, I'm like, this is an exchange, an energy exchange. And I need... I'm going to give you everything I have mm-hmm. and I'm going to lay myself out on the floor literally <laughs> for you, but I need you to give back to me. And that's, what's really cool. And that was eventually, you know, how pyro girls even started because yeah. it was my friend Lauren and I, and we were like, we are here to light shit up. Like mm-hmm. we want you to come and just get so lit up with exercise with us. You forget about everything else that's going on. And then you leave and you want to take that fire and use it for good. Yeah. Um, so that's been super cool. Yeah. But, I've um I've adopted the same kind of mantra. I've just um started holding mental sweat workouts where you're not only just doing you know kind of a workout, but you're getting the mental sweat because it's like I mean the mental sweat is sweat. like the biggest part of it. It's huge, and I don't think a lot of people are actually incorporating brain training, um, mental training into their daily routines. They don't see no the, the necessity. I of mean, it. I that's think, where internal dialogue. I think that's what what you're doing is so fascinating, and I'm just so excited that we're in a time where it's getting more attention, and I um, so. and I just hope that. I keep talking to people about longevity. I'm like, hey, I would love to hear about – I don't like New Year's resolutions, just to be honest. I really don't. Like, for the last three years, I mine, mine, have, mine have been to sleep more. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, probably should try and be more fun. But yeah. that's not working with early call times. Um, but I think just creating goals around longevity because, mm-hmm. you know, we are living longer, but the planet isn't. And also, like, stop trashing your body. Like, it's not like – quick fix like you shouldn't want a quick fix you should want to work your body out you're like you're a miracle it shouldn't be super easy Mm -hmm. and you you should always be kept on your toes with your body you have to continually adjust and the older I get I'm excited because I learn so much more about myself and I care so I listen to myself so much more I'm not in a dictatorship with Mm -hmm. my body anymore I want it to be a two-way conversation and so much of that comes from I have a handbrake so Mm -hmm. I get this mental clutch like as soon as I start I feel a a wave of pyro coming in or something and like I'm like, nope. I'm like, stop, digest for a second. And and I like to sit with it and be like, why are you feeling that? Questioning yourself. Like, what is that? Yeah. And like navigating from? around it and then choosing to override it. Mm. And um, I think an interesting thing is like, I'm terrified of death. I'm terrified. If I watch a movie, bad movie at night, and I'm by myself, I freak out. I have to like talk to someone on the phone. Like, it's not an easy. Wow. But then I was like, what if I use that as actually my handbrake kind of thing and be like, you know what? KG, in the scheme of your life, is it really worth losing your shit for an entire day over something that That's is so real? minimal yeah. when you get this day once? Yeah. And it's funny because that almost became like not only a coping mechanism, but it kind of became almost like a coffee. Yeah. Like today, I was so tired. Like I've been at Nike since 6 a.m. and now it's what, 6.30 p.m.? Mm-hmm. 
and and I've been working all day and and I'm tired and I was up at four and like I was like you know where's my energy gonna come from and I had a moment stuff and I was like man I'm tired I was like oh peasant chatting yourself yeah. that's what I call it peasant chatting and I use that with my clients I'm like oh you peasant chatting again do you know that even when you it. are at your most exhausted phase where you're about to fall over and drop dead you still have around 33% more energy. I actually remember that, reading that yeah. one time in a book, and so I tell and that's myself. From your, and that's I think I, I did quote that once in a head class. People were like, incorrect. I was like, no, guys, it's true. You got it in you. You know, um, I completely resonate with you. It's, uh, I think um, for me when it comes to longevity and, and keeping your body up to speed and, and, you know, with the advancement of new things, I'm, I'm starting to get more into cortisol and learning about oh my what, God. You know, cortisol, cortisol sleep debt, HRV. But people, are, you know, what's in the media now is, you know, food cause, you know, what's yeah. ca- causing cortisol, but, you know, our emotions. It's emotions are the worst. Our emotions uh, cause So cortisol. many people that I train, I'm like, yo, you, you good? Because you like a walking ball of cortisol right now that's about to erupt yeah. and like, Form a new island. It's horrible. You know, people are taking these cortisol blockers and and turmeric, and it's like just breathe, and you don't have to spend the eight dollars. That's one of the things I love the most about Pilates and yoga is that I frat boy breathe. That's what my Pilates trainer calls it, where I just keep breathing from my chest, and and you see it, like you know, you actually can shift your diaphragm like right up, and it's not comfortable. And I actually wear the strap from Whoop all the time. The thing I care the most about it is like, yes, it tracks my heart rate during the day and stuff, but I love looking at the HRV in it because that like heart rate variability thank you this is my translator so what that's really measuring is the intervals in between your heartbeats and that's really important because we want to know if we're in parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system and and are we like are we so stressed from all these external factors that are not even from exercise or like you know other things and it was funny when I was away on this recent trip where I was really stressed out about nutrition the whoop strap actually gave me a notification on my phone saying about nutrition and and it was um I'm trying to remember exactly what the line was and it was talking about how it was like your HRV is something rather you need to um re-up your something in my nutrition can't remember what it was and and it was really true because that was the emotional stress I was going through because I was so hungry and I was so stressed about not having the right food choices just due to the nature kind of of the job that we were on and um and so I'm obsessed with these variables like I don't I don't care to count I will never count calories I don't I whether that's food exercise stuff like that like don't get messed up with the wrong metrics like mm. really look at your body because I promise you you're probably stressing yourself into more weight mm. and people are doing reverse things to reverse themselves all the time like, like yeah. I'm just like what are you doing you don't even listen to your body like mm. You can look at someone and see where they hold fluid and know when it's cortisol. You can look at someone and see sleep debt. Mm. You you know, um, that's why everything that I always talk about um, is about how do you feel. Mm. Because feel is is a really sustainable metric that we could try and guide ourselves by. And like today, like I'm really tired. So mm. I knew, like, yeah, I slept really bad last night. I had a full, big, busy day. I was like, it's not actually as much as I'd love to go to the gym because I rely on exercise as both a celebration and a therapy and just I'm obsessed. But I was like, I am probably going to do more harm than good if I go to the gym. So in a break today, I did, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, guys, but I did a 30-minute incline walk on a treadmill. Oh, no, you were one of those people. And I don't usually do that. Yeah. And it was in a break. And I was like, you know what? It's what I need today. And then yeah. in between all my jobs, I walked everywhere across New York because it was a beautiful day today. Mm. And... I was at peace with it. And that's the most important thing. Like, can you be at peace with your body? Can you respect your body? Because 
you can keep pushing and pointing fingers at your body and saying all the mean words that you say every single day to yourself and stuff. But like, when are you holding your own hand? Like, when yeah. are you being like, you know, good job today? I actually and posted like, that on know? my Instagram because I got sick. I was doing, I was getting up. You got garried. I, I, <laughs> I, I swear I was waking up every morning. I was like my, you know, I said, this year I'm going to do, get back onto the triathlon team. So I found one, USA triathlon team and I started training 4.15 every single morning I'm like I am powerful I was feeling good and I'm, yeah. everyone's like how do you do it I said I just feel amazing boom I was hit with the flu yeah. and I got it hard and I never yeah. get sick and I was like this is okay I didn't listen to my body but what I want to know is you know you spoke about you don't count calories okay yeah. now gonna be really raw yeah. now I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Greek woman okay I am not. Squash's got okay. such great skin. It's the <laughs> but secret. I can't afford to eat some of the things that um, you know smaller framed women can. So, would you advise for people you know like me who sniffs a banana and gains three kilos, um, counting calories, or is it more about macros, or is it more about staying away from carbs and adopting keto? Like, what the fuck? I mean, it, it, like I said before, it's high maintenance. I mean, I always said people as a joke. I'm like, God, it's high maintenance. It's, just being alive, guys. It is like, high, you know what? I, I was like, is like J Lo. J Lo's body right oh now. God, she looks. But good. she has a full time trainer, a full time nutritionist who she basically does. says, Jennifer, you need to have three ounces of water right now. Like, you yeah. need to have a sip. Like, if I could have that as someone walking around with me, holding my hand, I saying, "Boys, here's some broccoli." I mean, I think for everyone, it's important to understand your body and not trying to pigeonhole yourself into something that potentially isn't for you. I think at the moment and for the last couple of years, people have been obsessed with being like, I'm vegan, I'm keto, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is that your name? Like it's basically how people introduce themselves these days and it's embarrassing. Mm. Like get your shit together. You're a human. It's called food. It's called fuel. It's not like, oh, fats, carbs, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. Like, and this is me being raw about it. I'm like, get over yourself. There's some people that don't even have access to food. Okay, that's my first point. So always be grateful for food. Second of all, you're probably not hydrating enough. Most people in general, aside from me, because I seem to hydrate too much. (laughs) But I love love drinking water. I think also it's understanding your body. And anytime you're making a transition, just be, be prepared to commit to it long enough that you can give your body a chance to give you results. So we often talk about 21 days being how long it takes to form a new habit and stuff. But say if you're going, for example, with keto, you usually, if you're following it strictly, you see results within like 9, 10 days. Like you know. And you're going to feel pretty crap for the first like five six maybe seven days but you've got to ride that wave and then you feel electric and I haven't been strict keto for years because the nature of my job I just can't eat that much Mm. and I do need I do love fruit and like you know there's some things but years ago when I was doing fitness DVDs for Les Mills like that was when I first got into keto and I had the most amazing personal trainer this guy Corey Beard who does a lot of the programming for Les Mills and he was my personal trainer and he also did all my nutrition and we used to really watch my, like check on my body fat and everything. And that was more performance wise and to see if the tweaks we were doing with nutrition were really working. And this is like body fat when you test with calipers, not yeah. like you Back stand on a body scan and it's like approximate, yeah. you know, like it's like, it's invasive. Like you're pinching under your chin, you're pinching like your lower ab fat, dare yeah. I say, is this fat, you Back know, like fat. everything, skin everywhere, like no spot is safe. Um, but it was cool too, because you can get your hormonal markings. And even though some of those don't attribute to the actual score, you can then take into account, okay, maybe it's this time of the month. So I know what's going on or like I'm extra stressed or something happening. And, 
Um, but keto worked for me really well for a long time. And I would say that it framed up the way that I continued to eat. I just added back in some fruit and, you know, some occasional other things. Like I've tried last year, I tried being pescatarian for six months to see mm. if it helped my sleep. I just love meat guys. Mm. I love it. I feel good. But, but you're a grainy girl too. You're about, the... I do no grains. No. Well then what was a buckwheat? Sprouted buckwheat. Sprouted. I remember I was like, okay. But what was that on? I very rarely have that. It was on some sort of bowl. You and, I don't know, some sort of like, I don't maybe know, fruit was, bowl or something. Maybe it was something. Oh, yeah. from Erewhon? No. Anyway, well, I don't really eat much um, sprouted buckwheat, but the but occasionally if I wanted like something crunchy. But the thing is I learned, I went through many years where I was super disciplined and probably too hard on myself with food. But I, so I am celiac, which I've okay. been... I've known for years, so that's really lucky. But I, so I never dabbled in gluten-free bread. It doesn't interest me. Gluten-free pasta, don't care for it. Don't, mm. don't crave it. Like if I crave something, honestly, it's like spicy corn chips and guacamole. Wow. But I know that corn upsets my stomach so much that I just prefer just not to have it. Like, uh, but I love my avo. So I mean, I eat a lot of good fats. Like I mm. eat a, a really high fat, high protein diet. I don't even like using the word diet. I just mm. it's just the way that I eat. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I train like a plethora of different people in different bodies, and I see that most some of my friends, honestly, their bodies thrive on carbs. It's actually hilarious. Like, kind of, they can eat uh, like a lot of what they want and carb wise, and it's sort of fine for that frame. I have other friends that really eat more similar to me, and then, but I think a big consistent thing is just being aware of sugars and being aware of what is in your food because just because it's vegan doesn't mean that it's healthy, and really understanding what you're putting in your body and being accountable for it. And, um, you know, that's where we get into an interesting thing too, about people throwing darts about Mm. you're this, you're that. Like, honestly, like, why are you worried? It's not your body. Mm. Like you should be just, you don't need to throw comments at other people in the way that they eat because it's not your Mm. system that it's Mm. going in. Like I made a protein powder because I couldn't find one that was right for me. And I knew that genuinely when people were asking me to recommend something, I didn't have something I would recommend them that there wasn't something in it that I didn't agree with. So that's why I made made of. And really I called it made of because whether or not you're buying my protein, that's not the point. It's a call to action for you to just understand what your food is made of. And there's still, you know, people come at me and they're like, it's whey and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, cool. Fun fact. Mm. It's a whey protein isolate, the most premium protein that you can have if you're going for performance and results. And I'm not vegan. Exactly. So that's why. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's, I'm not, I'm not here plugging it and being like, click to buy about everything. I'm just like, hey, this is just, I made it for me and I'm trying to help other people out. And, Mm. you know, sometimes people can be, you know, annoying and it's really hard to start a business. Just FYI, like it's, that's a, it's a whole other thing. I'm sure you know, but like then, you know, like on, on the weekend I was in a boxing class and this girl came up to me and it, it honestly, like it made me blush. It was like the best compliment. And she was like, Hey, I don't want to be a creep, but I just want to say to you, like Madoff changed my life. And I was like, Oh my God, are you serious? I was like, just so happy because yeah. that's what it's about yeah. whether it's one person whether it's five people whether it's 500 people 5,000 people mm. you know like can we just wake people up a little bit to what they're putting in their body because energetically there's so many times that we're just trashing our system mm. and that you know that's when we we want to look more to whole foods and not whole foods the supermarket just mm. FYI just like finding you know food closer to the source and like yeah I eat a lot of plants but like for me I know my body thrives off meat 
So, like I said, I tried being pescatarian. I added meat back in, obviously, when I went home to New Zealand and Australia over Christmas. Are you on the grass-fed bandwagon? That's always my preference, um, if I can get it. Like, always I buy organic and stuff. But for me, like, I can't eat eggs in America. They just, like, I react. Mm. And it's a really, like, hormonal reaction. I know it's something, you know, like, I know they wash the eggs here quite a lot. And even when I try and get super organic eggs, it just doesn't work for me. But I was also really lucky when I was in New Zealand. Like, my neighbors, like, brought over fresh eggs Mm. every day, pretty much. So that was awesome. Mm. Um, so you make these changes and again, you know, that's a sacrifice or whatever. Like I miss the food from New Zealand and Australia a lot, but I think when it comes to people making their nutrition choices, don't try and follow like a, you're not a prototype. That's Mm. the most important thing for you to understand. So you're not just meant to fit into some certain category. And I find, you know, there's all these interesting things like blood type diet. Like if I followed my blood type diet, it says I'm grains, which is the opposite of me. Like even the grains that I could eat, like rice and stuff, I don't eat because I don't feel good on them. That granola affects me. I stay away yeah. from oats, granola, yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, I don't do oats either. Even if people are like, oh, but they're gluten-free oats. I'm like, don't care. Don't do them. You just got to know yourself exactly. and, and be committed to you. And then also remember that you are here to live life. Like I, when I was my most disciplined, I remember um, my ex-boyfriend in New Zealand who was has been such an amazing support person on my journey. And he always used to say, he's like, you know, like, you, what do you have the best body of your life to like hide it in a tracksuit? Like yeah. anyone that knows me knows that I'm usually wearing a men's tracksuit yeah. all the time. I love it. It's where I thrive. High socks. And high socks and, you know, like hoodies. I love hoodies, but I, you know, I love shorts. I'm a, I'm a summer girl, but you yeah. know, I live in New York, so whatever. But it's true. Like what is, what does it mean to you to have your best body and how does that change as you grow up? And for me, it's really evolved. Like I want a functional body. I want a body that's built for longevity. I want to be working so amazingly with my body now, but I still want to be able to do that when I'm 60. I don't want to be burnt out. I don't want to have damaged my skin from the way that, like, we don't even think, like, our skin is, like, this huge organ and the way we're feeding ourselves. Like, people want to go pay $500 for a facial, but want to skimp out on what they pay for their food. I'm like, just FYI, that's going inside you. So everything you're seeing on the outside is also a reflection of that. And... When you get into this beautiful rhythm with both training and your nutrition, it's so seamless. Mm. Honestly, it's not even discipline. Like you reshape behaviors and it just becomes a healthy habit and you don't even think about it being disciplined. Where we go wrong is the mental side of it and we mm. bully ourselves with the way we talk to ourselves and the language we use around eating. Like I always say, like, you know, I don't like using the word diet. I don't like saying, oh, I, I can't have that. Mm. I just be like, oh, no, I don't have that. Like, it's a choice. That's like me with drinking. It's a choice. You can't even convince me to go out and I just, I I don't, and I just, it's not that I try and I've never been knuckled. I've just never drunk. And so it's not hard. And people just have one. I'm like, I know. It's so annoying. I mean, a lot of my best friends don't drink and like, it's, it's cool. I'm like, that's awesome. I celebrate that. Mm. And, you know, I don't have a judgment if you do drink, that's fine. But just, you know. Respect other be, people's be, yeah, be, be, yeah, respect everyone's choices on stuff. And also just please respect your body because you get one and it's the most expensive thing you want. The funniest thing was this guy one time in this interview, he was like, oh, no, my, my car's more expensive than that. I was like, fuck, later, bro. Yeah. I was like, that's so tragic for you. I was like, see you when you're like 52 and fading. Yeah. But, you know, that's where, you know, we talk about living longer. There's mm-hmm. all this biohacking information. But, like, Cool, let's biohack our bodies, let's biohack our brains because our brains are 
fascinating. That's right. That's why Neuro Athletics exists. It's true. And I think that's what's so cool about what you're doing. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I've absolutely loved this conversation with you. There's so much gold in it. I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everybody at the end of these um, discussions. If um, What's the one piece of advice that you could give somebody if they wanted to dramatically improve their life within the next day, two days? Something that they can implement today that will dramatically improve their life. Just one piece of advice. Make a new choice. So what that means is, you know, anytime that could be a situation when you get challenged with nutrition, you get challenged with work, a relationship, training, be like, I don't want to do that. Oh my God, I can't do that. Make a new choice. You can U-turn straight away. You can be like, that, that's my fighting spirit. Always. I'm like, but maybe I can. Like, and I always used to be maybe I can. And like, pick a stage name for yourself. Use it. I call myself Keyonce. Like when I need to turn it Keyonce. up, Keyonce comes out and yeah. she is fierce and she is not taking shitty complaints and like self-doubt and so I would say pick your stage name call them out and make a new choice and be the opening act you are not there to be on the side of your own life sub me in coach because it is go time (laughs) and 2019 is the year and then every year after that if you're um if you're watching this on youtube you'll see the um spark in her eyes are just lighting up she's um she's so she's on fire now probably won't sleep tonight now guys thanks um kj where can we find you I am on Instagram putting up many pictures of my cat, avocados, and the occasional training moves, yep. Lord Nike gear, at Kirsty Gotso. And then I have Pyro Girls and at Madeov, underscore, underscore, underscore. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirsty Gotso. Thank, Thank you so, you so much, much for having me. Coming.